to listen to the Left Traffic Podcast. What is up, Lap Traffic Nation? Welcome to episode 276 of the Lap Traffic Podcast. I am your host, the Professor Brandon Crowd. Hope you all had a fantastic weekend. Eight winners through nine races. Uh, I mean, I'll take those numbers all day, every day. Uh, lots to get into, obviously, whether or not we like dirt racing, whether or not Kyle Bush backed into a win. I mean, you know, so much to talk about. But, you know, first, a little weekend rundown for you guys. Uh, Friday, hung out at the house pretty low-key. Uh, Saturday, we took Alden out for his uh, first lunch at a restaurant, which was awesome. He is a total ladies' man. He is such a flirt, which is absolutely adorable. Uh, you know, I've been nervous. Uh, oh, I also took Alden out for our first outing, just me and him, daddy and son. And, uh, you know, I was going back and forth. Where do where do I take him for his first outing? Just the two of us, something quick. Uh, and we went to the meat market. We went and got stuff to smoke uh, for Easter this weekend. So that was fun. Um, I'm nervous because we have yet to have the first public diaper explosion and i know that is an inevitability and that it will happen so it's like all right we're gonna leave fresh diaper and you know all right have we fed him yet you know like i am trying to be so calculated with everything because that's just my nature uh and and i'm, I'm waiting because i know that diaper explosion in public is gonna happen uh but uh sunday uh went to mass had the family over Smoked a ham and some candy bacon, uh, and then uh, had the opportunity. Uh, all of the grandkids got to go to uh, my grandpa's house, uh, who passed away in November, and uh, and go through and 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 get some you know uh, personal items that uh, are near and dear to us. So that was that was cool. So uh, busy weekend, but uh, you know still somewhat low key weekend. So I'll I'll take that. Um, all right. Let's talk a little bit about the show. Hope you guys enjoyed uh, last week's show with Sheldon Creed. Uh, got a packed show this week. Uh, go tell your friends. Uh, numbers are down a smidge, uh, and I get that maybe because of lack of consistency here. But uh, So I'm going to try to be as consistent as possible, uh, get things back to normal. Uh, got a jam-packed show for you guys today. Um, I put it out on Twitter last week. William Byron. Lap Traffic debut tonight, uh, which is awesome. Uh, Chase Purdy is going to be on, as well as Austin Wayne Self, uh, who had the tie-up with Matt D on Saturday night. So can't wait to talk about that. Um, so for those uh, that may be new to the show or, or whatever, you know, I do record uh, typically Mondays and Tuesdays or a combo thereof. Um, so I had reached out to try to get uh, Byron on after his Martinsville win and was not available uh, last Monday or Tuesday. So I did record this uh, on Wednesday. Uh, so we do preview Bristol a little bit, but we do talk a lot about Martinsville and all that. But uh, definitely excited to drop that in here for you guys here uh, in just a little bit. Some uh, I'll have some Bristol recaps. Um, let's see here. Uh, Brian Newdorf will be on with the weather. Lucky dog lap down picks. Some, uh, some takes from you guys and all that good stuff. So... Let's get things rolling, and uh, let's drop in William Byron making his lap traffic debut. 
All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is the driver of the 24 RaptorTuff.com Chevy and the winner of the Blue Emu 200 and 400 last weekend. Welcome to the show, William Byron. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it, man. Uh, two clocks. Where are you putting them, man? Oh, man. Well, I haven't gotten a cup clock yet back from, from Hendrick, but uh, yeah, I'm, I got the truck series clock in the living room. Definitely, definitely enjoying uh, you know, putting it on display. It's pretty awesome. That's so cool, man. Um, walk us through that truck race. Uh, you know, for me as a fan, uh, sitting there Thursday night, 71 out of 200 laps run under yellow. Did that get a little frustrating for you? And, and walk us through your night there. Yeah, the truck race, you're saying? Yes. Yeah, the truck race was, um, yeah, pretty crazy. Those, you know, those races always are, are pretty wild at Martinsville. So we had to start, you know, in the back and uh, because of no practice or qualifying. And I felt like we just uh, kind of marched our way through the field and was able to able to get to a spot where we could um you know be on the right side of strategy and with all the cautions and how they played out it it really allowed for a lot of strategy with the tires so got up front and uh, was able to kind of control the race from there that's great man uh can you talk uh a little bit about uh, how the deal came together with spire and uh you know how good it felt to get back into a truck after uh, I, I think you only ran one race last year uh, and you hadn't really been in one since 2016. So how'd it feel getting back in the truck? It was a lot of fun. We got a chance to put it together, I think two weeks ago and really just the initiative came from, you know, Mr. H to, to let us race. And you know, he was excited about it to put injurecars.com on, on the truck was really awesome. And uh, you know, just always good to get more laps on the track and, felt like it was a, a great uh, great weekend for us overall. We just were able to able to work on the things that, that we needed to and get in that Martinsville rhythm and have a have a great weekend sweep. That's awesome. Uh, so Sunday, uh, you and Chase, man, you guys put on a clinic leading all but six laps. Uh, you guys both had it dialed in. Uh, you also had to come from the back on Sunday and did so in dominating fashion. Uh, talk to us a little bit about how Sunday went for you guys. Yeah, Sunday was um, was pretty pretty wild. It was um, you know you never know what to expect, but at Martinsville we were shifting, so it was a lot different challenge than we're used to at Martinsville. We typically don't don't shift or do anything like that, and um, was definitely uh, an interesting challenge for sure. But glad we could glad we could keep up with the racetrack and uh, put ourselves in a good position uh, coming towards the end of the race. So. Um, was pretty amazing second half of the race. We were able to lead a lot of laps and put ourselves in a good position to win. Sure. Uh, you, you mentioned shifting. Uh, you know, we've, you know, decent amount of races in, decent sample size. We've hit the super speedways. Uh, we've hit an intermediate. We've had some, some short tracks. Uh, you know, what's been the biggest challenge for you uh, in, in getting comfortable and, and used to the new cars? Gosh, I'd say the biggest challenge has just been getting used to each different racetrack. Uh, you know, the car, you get it figured out at one racetrack and then you go to another one and it's totally different from what it used to be. So, um, you know, figuring out that new feel that you need at, at each racetrack. And uh, you, you really can't you really can't rely on many notes from, from the past. And I think that it's just about taking whatever the racetrack feels like and, and working with that and, um, 
you know, we, so far we've done a good job with all those things and trying to adapt as we go and, and putting ourselves in a good position to, to have good finishes because we've made good adjustments after practice and gotten ourselves in a good, good position going into the race. Sure. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, the changes from the pit stop side of things uh, with, with, with you, uh, you know, the single lug, you know, uh, two tire stops are quicker than they used to be four tire stops. Um, how's that adjustment been as far as, you know, getting acclimated in, in when to go uh, as far as the Jack dropping and, and all of that. Yeah, it's different. You know, the timing is a little bit quicker than the old, old pit stop and, the footwork's a little bit different too. Um, you know, with the sequential shifter, you can't, you can't just knock it out of gear into neutral. Uh, you, you've got to keep it in gear as you come in the pit box. So that that's a different feeling for sure um, to get used to, but you know, it's so far so good. We've, we've um, been able to adapt to those things. Our pit crew is doing a great job. They're, they're continuing to get better as the season goes along and they get more used to these pit stops. So been a been a lot of fun so far that's a great uh headed to bristol this weekend back to the dirt sixth place finish last year uh last year obviously crazy with the weather and all that if the weather cooperates uh you know do you see it being a, a different style race either because of the new car or because you know the dirt's not gonna have the uh you're not gonna dry out like it did towards the end of that thing how do you see this weekend going for you guys I think it'll be different for sure. I think versus last year, it's going to have some characteristics that are a little bit uh, different than what we're used to. So they put progressive banking in the, into the racetrack. Um, you know, the, the bottom seems smoother than, than it was last year. So really not sure what to expect. I, I'll be watching the trucks really intently to kind of see how they drive and, and kind of go from there and figure out what we have. How, uh, what's prep work like for something like this with, uh, a, a new car, uh, you know, typically, you know, you could say you could get in a SIM and, and go do some testing that way. Is, is that something that you'll, you'll try to replicate or, you know, how do you, how do you practice for something like this? Yeah, I really don't, I don't think there's much practice you can do. I'm, I'm getting in a dirt car tomorrow, uh, to go run Kyle Larson's dirt late model challenge. And that's probably the biggest, uh, biggest thing that I can do to get, get ready for it. So excited for that race. Thankful, you know, that he's having me out for that race and, um, y'all hopefully be able to learn some things from that. That's great. That, that should be a lot of fun. Um, the rest of this year, man, uh, you know, any track circled that, uh, you know, you're anxious to go and get this new car at. Oh man. I think Dover Dover comes to mind cause it's going to be, uh, it's going to be fast. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully it's just a, you know, a challenge and, and we can work our way around those challenges. So I'm excited for Dover this year because of, because of all the new things with this car. I love it. Awesome. Well, listen, man, where uh, can everybody follow you on social media, hit the sponsors, all that good stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, follow me on, you know, at William Byron on Twitter and uh, same thing, just my name on Instagram too. So uh, make sure you keep up with doing a lot of racing this year. So hopefully they can keep up with all of it. Awesome. Great, man. Well, listen, Lab Traffic Nation, huge thank you to William Byron for calling into the show. Uh, great to have you on for the first time, man. Best of luck this weekend, rest of 2022, and, and look forward to, to having you back on down the road. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. Thank you. Take care. You too. Thanks. Have a good one.
All right, Lab Traffic Nation. There you have William Byron on the show. Uh, not gonna lie, I was I was pretty excited. That's that's one of the uh, bigger marquee names uh, to to make their way onto the Lab Traffic podcast. So pretty excited about that. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, so here's what I'm gonna do for the rest of the show, or just kind of layout here. Uh, I'm gonna talk a little bit about Bristol. And then I'm going to get uh, Chase Purdy on the line for you guys here towards uh, the end of my uh, cup and uh, truck recaps. And then at the end of the show uh, is when we'll uh, talk to Austin Wayne self. So there you go. All right. Let's talk about Bristol. Let's talk about the Bristol truck race. Let's talk about Ben Rhodes going out and just putting on a clinic started second. I believe he led the first lap and to just go out there, finish first in both stages and pick up the win. I mean, just went out there and just flat out dominated that thing, which is fun to watch. I mean, to, you, you know, when you think about just how of a wild card racing on the dirt can be, you know, just like we talk about, uh, Daytona and Talladega being wild cards, uh, to be able to go out there and just have that type of dominance is, is something else. Uh, you know, we, we had, you know, Joey Logano, Chase Elliott, uh, Austin Dillon out there from the cup side of things. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't have a few more, you know, last year we had, I think, man, uh, Kevin Harvick, Martin Tricks Jr. Uh, you know, I, I drawn a blank on some of the other ones, but I think we had about 10 cup guys in the field last year and, you know, just a handful this year. Uh, we did have, um, buddy Colfoyd, uh, out there who is, uh, was a new name to me. That's for sure. Uh, and man, he, he finished up there in the, in the second stage and was trying to, to make some noise. Uh, let's see, we had Chase Purdy, who's uh, going to be on here in just a little bit, finished 13th, uh, Austin Wayne self. Well, we know what happened there and, and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get that story there and, and how that all played out. But, uh, you know, Parker Kligerman, out there finishing fourth was up as high as second there towards the end of that thing. That was, uh, you know, it was a good truck race. Uh, and that's the thing. I mean, I, I enjoyed the truck race, the cup race. Ah, I enjoyed the shootout of the cup race that last, you know, 14, 15 laps, whatever that was there. Um, you know, the, the, the rain delay didn't help. Um, and, and it's just, man, I, I just, I, I don't know where I'm at there. But before I get to that, uh, I do want to recap just kind of some things here with the truck points, uh, because, you know, Ben Rhodes, obviously, uh, he's in uh, first place there, but we got Grant Enfinger who's on the outside looking in. We got Tyler Ankrum on the outside looking in. Matt Benedetto on the outside looking in. I wish Parker Kligerman was running a full-time schedule because he's sitting there in 14th uh, and only run four of the six races. Like, he would definitely, you know, be in the playoff hunt uh, if, if he had ran those two other races. There's no doubt about it that, in my eyes, he'd be in the top 10 uh, easily, handily. Uh, if, if he was running full time. So, you know, you could only imagine there. Uh, I'm not, I wonder how many races he's got left. Parker normally comes on the show once or twice a year. We'll have to get him on and, and see what the rest of the plans are for, for him in the truck series. Uh, but man, uh, you know, when, again, when you think about that, you've only got 16 regular season truck races. Uh, we only got 10 more to go. 
uh, before the truck playoff starts. So 10 races left. It's never too soon to be talking truck playoffs. So uh, trucks are off for a couple weeks. Uh, they will be back when we go to Darlington. So, I mean, Darlington's always a fun time. So, uh, you know, wrapping up on Bristol and then going to Darlington, uh, that's not too bad from the truck series there. So, all right, let's talk about uh, this cup race here. Kyle Busch, last lap pass uh, because Tyler Riddick and uh, Chase Briscoe getting into it, beating and banging. You know, that's what we do want. That's what we want uh, at Bristol. That's what we want at Martinsville. Uh, we want that kind of battling for the lead. We got it. Um, I mean, for Tyler Riddick to be able to rebound after that and still finish second, uh, that is remarkable. Uh, he was so close to tasting victory lane. Uh, who would have thought Tyler Riddick's first win could have potentially come on the dirt? I would not. I mean, it didn't. Um, but I, I would not have. Uh, I would not have called that one. And we keep saying it. He's going to get one of these one of these days. He keeps getting incher, you know, closer inch by inch uh, to getting his first cup trophy. And I still uh, believe that it is going to happen this year. So uh, what do you guys think? Any takers on that? Does Tyler Riddick see victory lane this year in the cup series? Um, Kyle Busch doing Kyle Busch things, you know, uh, up there all day in contention, you know fifth place in uh, both stages coming out there with the win. Uh, you know, I, I, I missed the post-race interview. So uh, I'm, I'm very curious if uh, any other drivers out there made reference to him possibly backing into that one, stealing that one, whatever the vernacular is that would be used. Uh, a lot of live traffic fantasy players went with Christopher Bell, paid off very well point-wise. Um you know, Kyle Busch got the most with 52nd, uh, 52nd, 52. Kyle Larson had 48, and Christopher Bell with 47. So, um, you know, nothing, nothing wrong there. And uh, yeah, so that leads me to my question to you guys: Is all right? We've done this two years now. Bristol Dirt rains impacted things both years. Uh, a little less impactful this year than last year. Uh, you know what? What do you guys have to say about Bristol Dirt? Do we need cup cars on dirt? Do we want to go to Bristol with dirt? Uh, you know what do you guys think? Uh, E.G. E.J. forty-three. Uh, at Petty Fan 4389, no more dirt at Bristol. If they want to run dirt, they need to do it at Eldora. The guy that owns Eldora knows how to prep a dirt track. No more of this joke crap at Bristol, please. Uh, I feel you there, Fred. Uh, let's see. Nope. Uh, Fred's got lucky dogs. Not uh, not here. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan. Regardless if they run it on dirt or pavement. The spring Bristol race needs to be ran in June to get out of the eastern Tennessee rain season in April. Uh, Matt at Camper News Net. Cup should race on dirt, but I think they should look at racing at North Wilkesboro, especially given the news on Saturday. That would be pretty remarkable. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, for me, you know, I, I look at it as is I... I get it. I, I like it. I like dirt racing uh, better than I like plate racing uh, at Talladega or Daytona. Uh, I think that's more enjoyable if, you know, you are involved in one. It's typically because you were doing something wrong or racing hard, not just a casualty of something that happened 15 rows in front of you. Uh, you know, so from that regard, I like it better. 
Uh, I would like to see it at a natural dirt track, not a manufactured dirt track, if you will. Uh, Bristol deserves to have two races. I'm all about what Jess said, moving the spring race at Bristol to June. Uh, and then we've got the fall race, uh, you know, September, October, wherever that falls into place there. Uh, that's a great space, I think, you know. Uh, when Michigan had two races, when Pocono had two races, you know, I think there was one time we went to Pocono uh, with just a seven week gap, which is too soon. Obviously, uh, we saw that in ticket sales, Michigan, uh, when we had our two races, you know, it was anywhere between eight to nine weeks apart. Uh, that's a lot to ask people to make that type of commitment, that drive uh, for both of those. You know, so if I think if you were to have a June race at Bristol and then a, you know, uh, late September race, whatever the case may be there, uh, I think that that that's that's a good that's a good break between those two races, I feel like. Uh, and, and I feel like Bristol deserves to have the, the the race the way it was supposed to be ran, uh, you know, short track racing, you know at the great, the last great Coliseum, you know, go, you know, and that's the thing, right? Like, you know, all right, we want to give Bristol two races. We want to incorporate dirt. I understand like, you know, Hey, this is the track to do it at so that no one else is losing a date. But I've said it before since NASCAR's come out and done their reconfig of the schedule that I'd be okay with some tracks either not having a race one year or losing a race and then maybe gaining it back, you know, if we cycled through some things, you know, so if we cycled through, uh, you know, and, you know, maybe Bristol loses a race one year, uh, one of its two races to incorporate a dirt race somewhere else, uh, you know, okay, cool. Or if, you know, another track has to do that, um, you know, I'd be open to that to allow for a cup dirt race at a track that houses. And that's, that's what they do is dirt. Um, so yeah, there's my long digression there. So, okay. Uh, let's do some social media and then let's talk to Chase Purdy. Everybody, make sure you check out the website, thelattrafficpodcast.com, facebook.com, the Lat Traffic Podcast, YouTube, the Lat Traffic Podcast, TikTok, Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all at Lat Traffic PC. Leave a review. Tell your friends to go follow. Still got the giveaway going on for uh, a Chase Elliott 124 race win diecast and some Kevin Harvick sheet metal once we hit 6,000 followers on Twitter. Uh, some new follower shout outs. Freddie at Freddie underscore stuff underscore. Y'all know Freddie. Uh, uh, Freddie's Freddie's back on Twitter, which is a great thing. Freddie provides a lot of a lot of great content out there, so go follow Freddie. Uh, Cheryl at Cheryl Christ Four Harvick fan from PA, and Junior at Junior Four Twenty Two, a Joey Logano fan. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the show. Uh, go tell your friends all that good stuff. Don't forget about stickers and koozies. I've got them for free. All you have to do is fill out the contact page on the website, thelattrafficpodcast.com, and I will send them out to you for free. All right. Uh, normally, this is where the weather segment will happen, but we're going to put that on pause for just a minute, and uh, let's welcome Chase Purdy to the Lat Traffic Podcast. All right. Lat Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is the driver of the 61 with Hattori Racing. Welcome to the Lat Traffic Podcast, Chase Purdy. Chase, what's up, man? How are you? 
I'm good, man. Just hanging out. Yes, man. Listen, we had a wild one last night, uh, and and then you guys uh, put on a hell of a show Saturday night. Um, but before we get into Bristol, uh, tell the listeners a little bit about your background. You've raced it all, carts, legends, late models. Uh, walk, walk us through your racing career and what eventually brought you to the Truck Series. Yeah, so um, I'm originally, I was born in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, but I was raised in uh, Meridian, Mississippi. Um, they're about an hour or so apart from each other. Um, so very home is, is the Mississippi, Alabama area for sure. Um, when I was nine, I got my first go-kart and I was hooked ever since it was, uh, it was for me, it was anything with four wheels that I could jump in, um, after that. So, um, (laughs) yeah, like I said, I I went up through a, a bunch of the ranks and, and a bunch of different series and stuff. And, um, as some people know, um, I took a bit of a a break, uh, about a two year gap from, um, when I was like 18 to 20, uh, uh, 20 years old and uh you know i had to come back and that's when i came to the truck series um to, to start racing and and that was a challenge in itself um and so i'm still learning to get back acclimated and um you know just relearn the things i kind of i wouldn't say don't know how to do um but kind of forgotten how to do uh type thing sure um coming uh, what, what was one of like the the hardest adjustments for you coming back into the into the sport just like, I mean, even the simple as strapping in, like it, you know, <laughs> it feels normal now, right? Sure. Cause I've been doing it back again for a while. But, um, I remember when I first came back, I was like strapped in, I was like, I was like, man, I mean, it feels like I remember, but it feels just a little different. Um, you know, and you haven't felt those things in a while and you haven't raced in a while. And, you know, that was prime COVID. So, sure. um, when I came back, it was like being thrown to the wolves, no practice, no call. <laughs> I didn't get a single lap. So it was it was quite uh, an insane day, you could say. So uh, did you do a lot of sim racing, or what? What uh, what kind of helped you back into the getting into the groove? So I I leaned on um, some of my buddies and teammates that I had, and uh, I watched a lot of film. And thankfully, I had been to where I debuted back again in an ARCA car before, so I kind of knew what I was I knew what I was getting myself into. I, I knew the racetrack, which was a positive. Um, but yeah, I did a lot of sim. Um, it's just as anything I could do that could possibly simulate how that would feel and and everything. Sure. All right. So, uh, born in Bama, raised Mississippi. Are, are we roll tide or go bulldogs? <laughs> well, uh, it wouldn't be bulldogs. It would be uh, holly toddy for Ole Miss. But you know, when Bama and and Ole Miss play each other. Um, I root for Bama. It's so, I mean, technically I don't really lose, (laughs) um, um, but I do pull for Bama. Um, but I, but if they're not playing each other, um, I'll, I'll pull for Ole Miss all day as well. So, So, uh, you and Grant Enfinger must be great friends then from, from the, from the Bama perspective there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, we're not super close, but he's, we're, we're, uh, I think maybe it's cause he's older than me, but, uh, we definitely share the the same knowledge and uh, passion for, for Alabama and Alabama football. That's awesome. Um, all right, man. Well, let, let's talk about trucks, Bristol dirt, uh, you know, walk us through your weekend, uh, 13th place finish solid day uh, for, for you guys, but uh, take us through it. Yeah. Well, actually we started 33rd, which, you know, that's 
not the best place you could start. <laughs> um, we knew we had a lot of work to do, but we also knew that, you know, after we run the heat races that, you know, when the, when the track took rubber, then, then that's where we would, uh, get a lot better. And so we really focused, even in practice, we didn't want to be the first ones out. We wanted to simulate what it would be like for the race. Um, which is what we did. We really focused on making the truck handle better, you know, towards, you know, what we thought would be maybe after stage one during the race, um, when it took rubber, but, um, we had a, it was a, a long day for sure. I mean, it's, it's a new world, um, out there on dirt at Bristol. I mean, you can't see, um, you know, you got to really rely on your spotter. And what was cool that I thought was neat was there was three different lanes in both ends that you could run. Um, you had guys running the fence, you had guys in the middle or in the bottom. And it, that was just really cool that you had so many different options, um, of places to run and, and make speed. And as the race goes on, the track is constantly changing. So you had to go out and find grip. Um, and whatever line that might have been or lane. What um, t- talk a little bit about? You know, we've heard guys say, especially at the cup level, uh, you know, if we're going to do it, you know, let's do it right. Take the windshields out and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, you as a driver, you know, what what what's your take on that? You know, d- would that have helped? Uh, would that make it a little bit more quote unquote realistic? Um, you know, should we be racing on dirt? You know, where where's Chase Purdy at with all that? So, you know, and, and it's just my personal opinion, um, you know, others will obviously maybe feel the same or different, but, um, you know, I think obviously if you take the windows out, it, it definitely makes it more realistic. Um, you know, cause you know, dirt cars don't have windshields, right. They right. have that, um, that's just either open face or they have like a mesh grill or something. Um, and I, I think, you know, if you took that out in a truck, I think it, you'd be able to see a little bit better. Um, I mean, granted, then you're going to have to wear 800 tear offs, um, (laughs) you know, um, but you know, and the trucks on dirt, they don't race like dirt cars. Um, you know, it's, it's, it it never has from my experience. Um, you know, it looks cool when you go out there and you get it sideways up against the fence, but it, you're not making any time. Um, so you can't truly just throw it in there and sling it to the fence and and get it sideways because, um, as fun as it is to do, that's what I'd rather do. Cause it's more fun that way. It's not quick. Um, so they don't really race like dirt cars at all. Um, but then again, I'm, I, I don't, I've never really been in uh, a bunch of dirt cars. Um, I've run like those micro sprints and I've tested, uh, uh, some dirt modifies a few times. Um, so that's my only real experience with, with dirt cars. Um, so I don't, that's just for my opinion and what I take on it, but um, you know, I, I heard Larson the other day talk about it and, and I'm sure everybody, you know, has heard his opinion on it, but, um, he, he probably would know for sure. Right. Better than anybody. <laughs> well, like how they were, <laughs> he's raced everything in dirt. I would imagine. Yes. Oh, 100%. Um, all right, man. Well, listen, talk about the move over to HRE. Uh, you know, you're, you're, their first expansion, if you will. This is their first year expanding to two trucks. Uh, you know, talk about the process, the adjustment, getting used to the new team and, and all that good stuff. Yeah, it's uh it's been a really um like really good adjustment, I'd say. I mean, it's obviously when you start a second team, you know, you have to uh get through a little bit uh bit of bumps and stuff because it's new and fresh and you got a bunch bunch of kinks to work out, but you know, I think we're doing really good, um, especially as we're getting into the season here. Um, 
you know, I love all my guys. They, they work their, their tails off for me. And, um, when we go to the racetrack, you know, I mean, everybody knows, um, what their job is and what they're going to do. And I mean, just everybody believes in each other. So it's, it's been a really easy transition and, you know, I'm, I'm at the shop most every day. Um, so, you know, talking to the guys, hanging out with them, whether that's going to eat with them or, you know, just coming in because I, because I want to, and I just want to see what was going on. Um, so it's been a, it's been a really easy transition for me. And, uh, like I said, it's, there's a lot of good people over there. Um, it's a smaller team than I was at last year, but, um, you know, they, they still build really fast race trucks and, um, trucks that are capable of winning. I just need to get it all together and piece it together. And Absolutely. we'll uh, continue to get better every week as a team. Well, you you mentioned you know that they do build some fast trucks. Uh, you know they've got a, a great reputation uh, in the truck series. You know. S- you look back, Ryan Truex, uh, Brett Moffat championship, uh, you know, a few years ago, um, you got eight wins with Austin Hill and now you and teammate Tyler Angram get to carry the banner for HRE. Uh, Tyler was on a couple weeks ago. Uh, who's, who's great and, and love chatting with him. Talk a little bit about how you guys have meshed and, and, you know, working with each other in the garage and, and on the track. Yeah, so having Tyler as a teammate um, has been really easy. And, I, you know, I've told people this before. You know, we were teammates last year. Um, but what people also don't, you know, some people know, I guess. But we're me and Tyler are friends off the racetrack, too. Um, so that, that makes it really easy, right? You know, someone you can talk to and, and hang out with and, you know, just kind of, you know, make it it's easy for you to go up to them and just ask for advice or kind of get their opinion on what their truck's doing and stuff like that. So that's been a, that's been really easy. Um, he's great to have as a teammate. Um, you know, we get along real well and, you know, just everything's going good with that. That's a, you know, I'm, I'm lucky to have someone that I'm good friends with and um, get along with over there as a teammate. That's great, man. Uh, talk uh, a little bit about your sponsor, Bama buggies, how you guys got hooked up and, and all, and, and what they bring. Yeah. So Bama buggies is a, side-by-side dealer and they also do uh water uh watercraft stuff so they have like sea dues and and whatnot and that uh it's based out of tuscaloosa alabama and um yeah i mean it's it's a company um i think it's maybe one of the fifth largest dealers for side-by-sides or, or something like that. i'll have to check back exactly on that so um yeah, they just sell a bunch of side-by-side stuff. Then we do a few aftermarket things like um, like where that might be a sound system and and just stuff to add on to your, your side-by-side or CD. That's cool, man. Um, well, listen, we got a couple off weeks until Darlington. Uh, it's a tough track, as we all know. Uh, one, are you doing anything fun over these next couple off weeks? And uh, how are you getting ready to, uh, to go tame Darlington? Uh, well, I, I came home for Easter and to see some family and friends and, um, you know, I haven't been home in a while, so that's how I decided I was going to spend my, my free time. Um, but, uh, I guarantee you by the end of the week, I'll be be ready to get back to the racetrack. Um, especially Darlington. Darlington's a, a really cool place. I love, I love that you have to run up against the fence and it's slick and it just, uh, I mean, I got my first Darlington stripe last year, so uh, <laughs> if you're not careful, it'll bite you. But it's a really cool racetrack; got a lot of character to it. It's a it's a driver's racetrack for sure. 
Absolutely. That's what we all talk about. That's what the fans all talk about. They want, they, they want the driver to have to go out there and drive it. And, uh, that that's, that's awesome, man. Um, well, listen, tell everyone where they can follow you on social media. Yeah. So, uh, my Instagram is chase underscore Purdy. Um, Twitter is chase Purdy 12. Um, Facebook's pretty simple. It's just my name. Um, I'm also on TikTok. That's also chase underscore tick, uh, chase underscore Purdy. So, um, those are all my social platforms. I post on there, um, typically about the race every weekend that we have and, and what's going on and pretty much what I do in my everyday life. So, um, yeah, that's awesome. All right. Well, listen, you, you sparked, I got to ask you one more question now because I created a TikTok and I did a couple videos at the start of the season. Um, what, what's your trick for providing, uh, content and getting creative because I can sit behind this microphone and I can put audio pieces together. But man, when you know you're going to do that video, that, that adds a whole new level to it, man. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know that I am very, really good at, uh, at coming up with content and creating stuff. Um, I just post about racing and, um, I'm a huge, uh, outdoor guy. I love to hunt. So I just post all about that. And, um, you know, that's pretty much what I do. I just post what I do, uh, in my life and, uh, the racing stuff and me hunting and with my buddies and stuff. And that's pretty much what I do. I don't really know how to be creative. I've never been like super good at that. Um, one person who I know is really good at is Noah. Noah's awesome at, at social media stuff. Um, so maybe, maybe we should both go get some tips. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it. Well, listen, man, it was great to have you on. I look forward to having you on down the road. Uh, best of luck to you, uh, the rest of the season and, uh, good luck at Darlington and enjoy the couple off weeks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. It was great to talk with you. Absolutely. All right. Lab traffic nation. Huge. Thanks to chase party for calling in the show. And, uh, we'll talk to you soon, brother. All right. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. We'll see ya. Bye. See ya. All right, Lap Traffic Nation, Chase Purdy, there you have it. Great insight into uh, Bristol, HRE, all that good stuff. Love talking with those guys. Uh, all right, still lots more to do. We've got weather. Uh, we've got Austin Wayne Self. we got Lap Traffic Fantasy. Uh, so let's keep things going. Let's get Brian Newdorf on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line. You can follow him on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN along with Aaron Studwell at Race Weather. Welcome back to the show, Mr. Brian Newdorf. Sir, good evening. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, another day in paradise. Uh, you will appreciate- as long as that paradise doesn't as long as the paradise doesn't involve dirt. Well, it doesn't involve dirt. It sure as shit involves snow on April 18th in Michigan, though. Is oh, it's God. like I'm just I'm I'm not even listening. I've tuned you out now. <laughs> like, I feel like I feel like really coming down like hard right now. I feel like we have this conversation every year. It's true. Every year. Yeah. And I tell you, number one, you live in Michigan. I like have to remind you, like for some reason you forget, <laughs> like you literally forget, like you, for, you literally forget what happens in Michigan. Like you, it's like all of a sudden you wake up the next day and you're like, oh my God, I live in this state. What's this state called? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's denial. That's what it's called. That's the state you live in. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, it was good. I live in the state of denial. Yes, that's a great one. That's good. But uh, yeah, so it's it's snowing now, and it's going to be seventy six on Sunday, and I might go play golf. So you know, there you go. That, there you sure. go. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's um, we, 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 yes, we're complaining down here because the temperatures are in the fifties. So I take that, but hey, and it's not snowing. That's that's all you can really ask for. Uh, it's just a depression. You know, you know. Here's a problem. Here's a problem. You don't have enough. You don't have enough cars going counterclockwise up there. Right to reverse the vortex. Got to reverse the no, vortex. No, I, I get. Or it is the vortex. I don't know. <laughs> um, well, man, what uh, what do you think of uh, Bristol Dirt? You know, when there's weather and I have to update, I really don't pay much attention. I I don't know. I mean, I'm I've never really seen like a you know your your short track racing dirt. Uh, you know, I've seen some, but you know, I don't have an I really don't have an opinion per se. I mean, I I mean, if they stuck with you know, Bristol as Bristol and they stuck with all the tracks the way they're supposed to be, I'd be okay with that. You know, I'm not sure these cars are really, you know, supposed to be, you know, out there on the dirt. I mean, I mean, the end the final, that last lap was that kind of like setting up for like a 14 lap shootout there at the end. That was exciting. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. I mean, that, that saved it. We, we don't get that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, you know, there's a, like you had said before we started a lot of naysayers out there, uh, that that last shootout there, I think, salvaged it for some people. Uh, definitely didn't win over everybody. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, a lot of people were, the drivers were talking earlier in the week of, you know, you want to make it a dirt race, take out the windshield, you know, make the car like it's supposed to be on the dirt. Uh, and I'd be very curious what type of race, if that type of thing makes a big difference from a driver perspective uh, with these cars and all of that, um, you know, I'd, I'd be curious to see that. I'd be curious, you know, if they said, hey, all right, we, we did it two years in a row, uh, you know, if they want to run cup on dirt, okay, uh, but let's, how about we do it at a place that's already got it down there? Um, you know, let's let's let Bristol keep yeah. its two normal races. I'd be all right with that. I agree. Yes. I mean, and then, you know, I mean, then my, the, the stuff that I think Aaron and I were getting was just people upset about the schedule. Like, you know, I had one guy try to tell me that it's been a wet season already. No. And I'm no, like, no. I'm like literally. And then he's like, well, he's in a state you know, of denial too. <laughs> and this person, well, this person finally just kind of unfollowed me and said I was, you know, sensitive and all that stuff. And uh, no, I mean, I was just in a mood, so I just kept, you know, digging. But, I mean, he was like, well, you think about it, we've had four of the nine weekends had impacted by rain. And I'm like, well, let's 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 really, let's really be really smart about this. If we're going to play this numbers game, let's say there's three days per weekend. Okay, right. so that's now 18 days. Yeah, I can count four out of those 18. Now, it's not four out of nine. It's four out of 18, and we haven't had a race postponed to the next day of any of the – I don't think we've had one race postponed to the next day True. of any of the series. Correct. I mean, and I was like, seriously, you're complaining about the fact that weather is impacting an outside sport that runs from February to November? I mean, I mean, and then this guy's like, well, in Brian's world, it must be 75 degrees and sunny. I'm like, yeah, that's why I spent the last – 15 years or so doing this because it's 75 degrees and sunny every time we run NASCAR. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, Hey, you know, there are just some people that live in their own world. Uh, yeah. I mean, they, it's like, it's worse than he, he lives. It's worse than living in Michigan. Seriously. Right, apparently. <laughs> oh man. Well, um, 
I know it's early. It's 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 Monday, but uh, so what's what's the early outlook for uh, Talladega this weekend? Well, okay, so I'm going to say racing odds is 80 percent because that's what I typically do this early in the week if I think it's going to be dry. Because um, I just don't want to ever ever give it a hundred percent this far out. Sure. Well, that's cool. um, it. Looks it looks uh, it, right now. Um, it, it actually generally looks pretty good for the weekend for both uh, the Xfinity and um, the Cup races. It looks like sunny and mid eighties. Beautiful. Um, you know, I mean, I saw some indications that some showers near the coast, maybe. Um, I think we'll be without a firing mechanism, meaning like a trigger of some sort. It may be on the warmer, humid side. So at this point, it looks pretty good. Um, so again, we've seen these change. You know, I mean, it is, you know, the South in April. Right. Um, so you know, take it with what you will. But I say it's pretty good confidence. Okay. Hey, I mean, I'll take that. Uh, I mean, eighty percent and seventy degrees, seventy-five degrees. That sounds. Picture perfect to me. I, I would like that. And so would that guy that unfollowed you this weekend, apparently, too. Well, so. I mean, um, <laughs> oh my God. I mean, you know, as I've told before, and I think I said this on a different podcast, you know, somebody asked me how I handle these people anymore. And, you know, generally speaking, um, you know, the first thing I kind of look at is how many followers you have. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. I mean, are you, are you, are you really worth me even? even are you it's like oh you're not even worth i mean i hate to say that you know but you know you know there's this there's the type of people that you've got 15 followers no profile picture and you're going to go out there and just try to start shit like there that's you know the kind and hey there are some people that don't have a lot of followers that are good to engage with but unfortunately uh you know that's kind of the stereotype you know first definition of twitter troll is you know, how many followers do you have? And, uh, yeah, I get it. And I mean, maybe, I mean, like I said, we don't make the schedule. We have to use a schedule that, you know, you know, I mean, it's like, I mean, the downside is, is I, I, I we, we have Vegas in March or in April and it's very, very rarely do you get, um, very rarely do we get, you know, rain, let alone rain and snow. There's been a few, but you can count them on one hand. Maybe you can count them on two fingers, the major problems we've had in Vegas uh, in the spring. So, you know, it, again, overall, this has been a fairly dry week of uh, weather. We've had two weekends where weather has been a problem. But, again, it's just sometimes that happens. You go into like a 15 to 14-day uh, cycle of how weather kind of translates across. So you're going to get that from time to time. Yeah. And, like, you know, the, I think the biggest point you made is is – you know, we've we've gotten the finish of every race like that. That's that's big. That's huge. So I'll take. Yeah, it. I mean, I mean, and, and we and we've managed to we got through Daytona without any any problems. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Alrighty, sir. Well, anything else before we wrap it up? No, I'm good. Uh, you know, again, obviously, please follow both uh, Aaron and I. You know, we get a chance to on Aaron. I. I'm not, I have nothing to do with the Patreon, but you know, there's a big difference anymore between Aaron and I. And I will apologize to all your followers. Um, nothing I to still apologize. I love doing for. this. 
Well, I, Aaron is definitely carrying a lot of water for both of us. And, but the difference is, is that a lot of his livelihood and a lot of different things is tied into what he does with NASCAR and NASCAR weather. While this truly has become in the last, since 2019, when I left television has truly just become a hobby. So in some ways, especially like on an Easter weekend, like you did, you know, I treat this like a hobby. And so other priorities, family, different things work come into come into higher priority than say taking the time to update nascar weather but uh during even though the yesterday afternoon um i was uh, at a comic con and i still did one of my things that i've done in the past i i told my wife please hold on and she was a, the wonderful saint that she is as we stood near a trash can so i could put stuff down and so i could get on my ipad and update with the radar imagery so I still take that time, but I don't try to go too completely out of my way sure. as much as I used to. Um, so, you know, I just I just really wanted to get that out there. While I do love doing this, uh, I'm in, if anybody has said, well, he's just n- not as committed as he was, you're, you're, you're not necessarily wrong, but um, I am still trying to do the best I can when I can. And Absolutely. so that's what we're trying to do. Absolutely. No, I, I feel the same way. You know, I went like two and a half years without missing a week of the show and you know, I've already had like two or three off weeks just because I got a eight week old, you know. So, you know, it's it's, you know, this ain't going anywhere. But, uh, you know, there may be some some downtimes with it. That's that's for sure. So I hear you. We appreciate you as always, for sure. Uh, Lab Traffic Nation, make sure you follow Brian on Twitter at NASCAR underscore WXMAN, along with Aaron Steadwell at Race Weather. And, uh, sir, we'll catch you in a couple weeks. Sounds good. All right, man. Talk to you soon. All right, you guys know what that means. It's barking dogs. It's time for this week's lucky dog and lap down picks. You guys know the drill after race weekend. Tweet your picks, and I will read them and tag you guys on some social media after I post the show. A uh, little light on the submissions this week. That happens inevitably on Saturday races, especially when somebody maybe drifts off to sleep or, or whatever or is trying to keep one eye open uh, towards the end of things and forgets to send out the tweet until, uh, you know, the or not a, we did not have a Saturday night race. We had a Sunday night race, uh, which is a whole nother thing there. So uh, anyways, uh, I didn't get it out till uh, Monday afternoon. So uh, with that said, uh, my lucky dog pick of the race weekend uh, is is got to go to my lap traffic fantasy picks because I actually tied for week high. Uh, I, I know. I know. Take let that sink in a minute there. I tied for week high. Um, but I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, lap down, uh, Mother Nature, you know, because why not? Why, why would you let us have a, a, a rain-free race at Bristol? Uh, but as Brian pointed out, uh, you know, we're really not too bad from the weather side of things impacting uh, our race weekends. So, all right, let's get to your tweeted picks. Scott at 1985 Wagner, lucky dog. Kyle Bush for, in quotes, Backing into a win. I love it, man. Uh, lap down. Denny Hamlin win and two weeks of bad karma really isn't worth it. Oh, I love it. Uh, Chris at Chris 4WF18. Lucky dog. Kyle Bush admitted he got lucky with the 8 and 14 making contact in turn three. Uh, laps down uh, at NASCAR. They've had two years of dirt racing at Bristol. They still can't get timing and scoring right. Field freezing after stages wasn't emphasized enough. Please, no more Bristol dirt. All right. Uh, hey, Chris, I feel you. Uh, I, I feel you. 
uh, Fritz at Fritz9824, uh, Kyle F. and Bush for the lucky dog, Kevin Harvick for lap down and maybe make it an all-star race. How about that? Uh, you know, I wonder uh, if, if that would draw enough and it would be if it would be worth the investment uh, to the track of hauling all that in there uh, for the all-star race. But I'd be for that for sure. Uh, Jess at Iowa NASCAR fan, lucky dog Riddick and Briscoe, uh, hard racers, honest and humble after what had to be a devastating loss for both, 100%. Both, uh, you know, big Xfinity guys, lots of wins in the Xfinity series, uh, and to be out there competing on the dirt for a cup win there, uh, pretty remarkable. Uh, lap down for Jess, regardless if they run on dirt or pavement. Bristol Spring Race needs to be moved to June. Yes, talked about that uh, with you uh, a little bit ago. Yes, for sure. Uh, and then Matt at Camper News Net. Uh, lucky dog, Kyle Bush being in the right spot and able to win his first race of the season. Lap down, confusion on the scoring during the rain delay. Uh, yeah, you know, they, they had to bring in, uh, you know, expert after expert to hash that one out to try to make it uh, appear as if they explain things correctly there. Uh, that was definitely a disaster and a debacle as far as the fact that even though Kyle Bush was out because he elected to stay out, but because of the uh, stage ending uh, and they had it under caution you know, uh, all of that was was a uh, debacle for sure. Uh, I think they I think what they did was correct based on how they wanted to do it and, and what made the most sense based on the fact that they did freeze the field. Uh, but to the novice and casual fan, uh, you know, that doesn't know and you can't fault them for that if they just tune in because they like to watch you know certain short track races or you've got your fans that tune in just for you know talladega and daytona uh you know you can see where they'd be lost and not want to come back that that would be very frustrating as a casual fan i would think you know to that doesn't help them come back for you know, another race, perhaps knowing and seeing that confusion uh, and look and seeing how the sport looked confused, you know, uh, from a broadcast perspective, you know, in trying to explain that, like, well, wait, do, does anybody really know what the hell's going on here? So, yeah, that definitely, um, you know, definitely could 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 have been a little bit better there. Uh, but again, you know just a crazy situation to where, you know, if the rain comes out or uh, a lapse uh, earlier or later, you know, you don't have that issue, uh, you know. So I get that they did the best they could uh, in that situation there. So, all right, uh, that is this week's Lucky Dog Lap Down Picks and uh, very curious to see what next week at Talladega brings. All right, Lap Traffic Nation. Normally, we're closing it out with some Lap Traffic Fantasy, but don't go anywhere yet because we have Fantasy, and then Austin Wayne Self is going to close things out tonight. So stick around. Still a little bit more to come. Keep the Twitter interaction up using hashtag LTFantasy. Don't forget, picks are due by 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on Thursday. And there are just four more cup races to go in segment one, and then we reset everything and... We add that ever so important cumulative total that will set our playoffs at the end of the season. So let's get things going. Joining me on the line right now, uh, he had the second highest points this week. It is Tom. What's up, man? How are you? 
I'm doing well. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm hanging in there, you know. So lap traffic fantasy is always a love-hate relationship because I love it, but I also hate it because I very rarely do well. This week, though, man, I had the week high. I moved up a little bit, and I just know I am going to get bit in the ass as we go to Talladega this weekend. Oh, what what did you think of Bristol this week? I I thought it was a great race. It was fun to watch. Uh, the rain was a little bit of a damper, but other than that, I enjoyed it. Excellent. Yes. Uh, so you are in favor of uh, Bristol Dirt? Uh, it's not my favorite, but I think they fixed some things from last season. And I enjoyed this one better than last year. I would agree with you 100% there. Uh, what do you think of the league, man? You're you're struggling a little bit like I am. Uh, you're down there in the points column. Yeah, I haven't really uh, done well since Daytona. So I'm happy that I had a good week going into the second segment. So, yeah, I'm going to change up some strategies, see what I can do to uh, get into the playoffs in the second segment well listen if you go out and win the second segment it's a guarantee and yes you and i are we're uh college racing is trophy hunting you and i are points hunting because we just need some points man we just need points so all right i'm gonna run through uh our top 10 and then we'll uh get to some picks for talladega Sounds good. All right. In first with 897 points is Justin Hughes. In second with 881 is Michael Mason. In third with 867 is Kristen Hogland. In fourth with 863 is Tony Salt. In fifth with 829 is Brad Carnes. We got a two-way tie for six with 824 with Fox's own Alan Kavana and Henry Fletcher. In seventh with 818 is Jason Dickus. In eighth with 814 is Don James. In ninth with 810 is Joshua Neal. And wrapping out the top 10 with 809 is Kim Janes. It's tight. It's close. Uh, there's still a lot of movement that could be had over the, these last four weeks in segment one. And then over to the bonus points. Uh, in first with seven bonus points is Jason Dickus. Uh, we've got Kristen Hoglin and Scott Boys with six bonus points. Uh, we got Kim James and Tony LeBay with five. And then Benton Wilson, Brad Carnes, Brett Morris, David James, Henry Fletcher, Kevin Hahn, Logan Cummings, Matt Crowd, Michael Mason, Blind Spot Podcast, and Robert Riggs all at four. A ton of people have three, two, and one. So uh, everyone's getting a little piece of the bonus point pie. But it only matters if you get to the playoffs. So keep them going. And uh, if you've kind of fallen off, don't forget, things are going to reset here. And uh, there's still trophies, T-shirts, all that good stuff to be had. So there you have that. All right, Tom, uh, you ready to make some picks, sir? Yeah, I'm ready to go. All right, Lab Traffic Fantasy players, we are headed to Talladega for their first race of 2022 and our second Super Speedway race. Ford has really dominated at Talladega, having won 13 of the last 19 races. But we all know what can happen at the Super Speedways. Who do you have left to choose from, and do you risk using them at Talladega with just four races left in segment one? Bubba Wallace picked up the win. Solid freight racer. Wouldn't count against you if you pick him. Uh, we all know Ricky Stenhouse Jr. can have his moments at the plate races. Who do you take and how many big ones do we get? We'll find out this weekend. But first, it's time for our picks. Tom, I'll start with you. Who is your pick for the Xfinity Series? 
So uh, Xfinity is not my specialty. I prefer the trucks, but uh, I was going to use Gregson, but I only have one more use for him. He crashed out in Atlanta, so I'll stay away from him. Uh, I might use him next week, but I'm going to go with the number 48 of Kaz Grala. Uh, at one time, he's raced here. He finished sixth, so I think he's going to do well. Hopefully, he gets me some points. I like that strategy, sir. I am going to go with our Daytona winner in the Xfinity Series in Austin Hill. And see, I, I don't care if he wins. Just get me some solid points. You get me 40-plus points, I'll be happy. Uh, all right. Over to the Cup Series, sir. Who are you going with? Uh, for the Cup Series, I'm going to use the number 12 car of Ryan Blaney. Uh, in his last five restrictor plate races, he has an average finish of 11.8, which includes one win and three top tens. Uh, in six races here, he has an average finish of 11. Uh, and he has two wins. So I like his momentum. He's had three top tens in the last three races. He's consistent and hopefully he can get me stage points and uh, trip to the winner's circle. Look at Tom bringing the stats. I love it. Uh, solid strategy there. Uh, if I had him left, I would have picked him. Uh, but who I do have is his former teammate in Brad Keselowski, uh, who we saw go make noise at Daytona. Uh, this could be one of their... A uh, few chances to go pick up a win at uh, with the number 16. And we all know that Brad has done some damage in the past in the win column at Talladega. So I'm going to go with the sixth of Brad Keselowski. Yeah, he was on my radar, too. I love it. All right, Keselowski. Tom, where can everyone follow you on social media? Uh, I'm Ryan Cape on everything. Uh, Twitter. Awesome. Instagram. Cool, man. Well, thanks, uh, for, uh, Discord. thanks for hopping on. Appreciate you. All right, thank you. All right, man, we'll talk to you later. All right. See ya. All right, Lab Traffic Nation, it is not time to close this thing out just yet. Let's get Austin Wayne Self on the line. All right, Lap Traffic Nation joining me on the line, making his first appearance on the show. He is the driver of the number 22 AM Racing Chevy. Welcome to the show, Austin Wayne Self. Sir, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing all right. Not too bad for a Tuesday afternoon absolutely well listen man we were uh talking before we hit record here uh you got a baby on the way i just had one uh that that's a hell of a ride congratulations and uh it's gonna be a fun time for you man yeah i'm excited uh like i said we were doing ultrasounds all day we went to the doctors um it's it's just been a really awesome experience so far um like you said it's you know people try to give you advice on on everything and and um you know, I've kind of realized that, you know, it doesn't matter how much advice you get um, until you start getting through every step and learn as you go. And, and like I said, the experience has been awesome so far. And, and um, we're a few weeks away from uh, getting to meet our little girl. And, and so for me, that's exciting and, and uh, definitely different position for me too. I, I kind of look at, I always got to compare things to racing and, and put laps on things. And, and my role in this is, is similar to a spotter. So, uh, Jen, Jen, I think she's got a little bit of confidence in me. Um, at times I think she's, she's, uh, she's reminding me how important my role is. So, um, that's all I'm doing. I'm getting, 
I'm preparing myself for my role and and everything. So absolutely. Well, listen. I mean, you. I mean, you drive, right? Like, I mean, I talk about it as a hobby, and I'm a diehard, and I time myself on the diaper changes, so I can only imagine how competitive <laughs> you're going to make yourself with uh, seeing how fast you can get through a a diaper change and a and a clothing change in in how many seconds. <laughs> right. Well, some some of the language kind of. Uh, rolls over right like like blowout you know <laughs> kind of similar things right neither one is a, is a great thing but they can be fixed so. absolutely oh i love it man that's fantastic oh man well listen man we we got a couple things to get into uh but before we get into this past weekend at bristol and, and all that good stuff um you know give the listeners a little rundown on on your racing background and where it all started yeah i actually started um you know i'm, I'm from texas so um, my racing started out as, um, I guess a hobby really, it's actually a little bit funny. Um, when I was four or five years old, um, my family's actually, uh, my, my dad's side's from Indi- Indiana. So they grew up going to Indianapolis 500 and, and, uh, um, my dad also was going to Texas Mercy Speedway later on, but, um, it, it started out as something my dad wanted to do. He wanted to go racing. And my mom had told him that he had to find something that, you know, me and him could do together, you know, a father son thing. So, um, my dad was cool with it. He, he decided to get me a go-kart. So it started out with me and him and a little place in New Braunfels, Texas. And, and it started out with road course go-karting. And, um, you know, one thing like the next, uh, was late model racing, um, you know, age of 14 or so. And, um, then I got an opportunity in the Arca series, um, in 2013 and 14 and 15, um, you know, where we were, we were able to capture, um, rookie of the year and, um, actually finished second to points to, to Grant Enfinger, uh, in 15. So, um, and then of course, then that's when the truck series started. And, and now I feel kind of like a, uh, 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 in a sense, almost like a veteran, right. You know, I've seen, seen so much in the truck series and been in so many different positions, um, different cars, a uh, couple different manufacturers. So um, I think this is my seventh year in trucks. Like I said, I've been doing it long enough to where I quit counting. So, um, but like I said, you know, I've gotten to see a lot of things in the truck series and uh, been through some different packages. And um, so I guess in a sense, I'm, I'm starting to become a, a veteran, but um, definitely, you know, on the verge of, um, you know, our goal was always to, uh, be competitive. And, you know, we've been able to do that with AM racing, um, you know, family team and, and, uh, it's, it's hard to build a team, but I feel like we're on the verge of, uh, um, kind of being that next big team where, you know, we can go out and, and, uh, race for wins or, or, uh, you know, I always call it, put yourself in position to win races. So that's our goal. And I feel like this year, well, it started out that way the last three weeks, uh, been a little bit rough, but yeah, a little um, rough, but Hey, that's all right. I mean, you know, it, it's, you know, something like Bristol, I mean, you're, you're either going to strike gold or you're not, I feel like, with, with something like that. And, you know, I'll, I'll say gimmick race. I, I mean, that may be too strong of a word, uh, you know, but, uh, you know, it's it's definitely something that can, you know, you can have a casualty happen kind of like you had it. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get your take on it here in just a minute. But, uh, you know, you guys had a strong start to the season. Uh, and, and, I mean, that... 
that's got to be a confidence builder, right, to know that you guys can go out there and get it done and, and you know, just continue to work on things as, uh, you know, we get to some of our more, uh, you know, cookie cutters, if you will, and, uh, and and build upon that, right? Yeah, of course. And, you know, it's funny, we, you know, we kind of pride ourselves a little bit on the dirt racing. Of course, for me, uh, last year was the first time I ever gotten any, uh, I, I say real uh, dirt car, right? Something that's supposed to be on dirt. And, um <laughs> And then the years past, you know, that had been a place where, you know, I felt like I had good runs. Uh, my first ever top 10 came at Eldora in 2016. And um, I didn't race 17, but even after that, you know, I went out to Eldora in 18 and ran second, um, I believe, in the second stage there. So um, we've had good runs. We've had fast cars. And, you know, me and my crew chief, Ryan Solomon, you know, like I said, we kind of pride ourselves a little bit, um, you know, on our, on our dirt program, which, you know, consists of now two races, but, um, you know, that's kind of the, the story behind it. You know, everybody, it used to be kind of like that, right? A gimmick race, but the truck series, we've been doing it for, uh, what, almost 10 years now. Yeah. You know, we've had a dirt race in the truck series and, um, you know, we look at it now is, you know, the Bristol dirt race pays, uh, as many points as, uh, the Daytona race or any other race. So, um, you know, I think it's nowadays for us, it's, it's as important, you know, for us, we have what, 20, 22, 23 races in a season. And um, you got to attack that one just as hard as the others. And, um, you know, like I said, we always felt like we, we bring good products to the dirt track. Uh, not not saying we don't every other place, but, um, you know, like I said, the our dirt program, we, we like to pride ourselves on it. And, um, um, you know, even though we didn't have a great finish this weekend, um, we got plenty of TV time, maybe at times for not, maybe not the right reasons, but, um, you know, we, we showed some strength there in, in the, the middle of the race and, um, and even the heat race. So, um, that's kind of been the story for us at times where it's like, uh, you know, what we do at the shop is, has ref reflected a little bit. Uh, we just haven't been able to put everything together. Like I said, the last three weeks to, to, um, you know, have the finish and get some points that we really uh, wanted to. So uh, this point in our season, it's kind of, you know, our outlook on things are, are a little bit different, you know, uh, I think maybe for the better at this point. So, um, but yeah, the, the dirt racing is, like I said, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's way different than anything else we do, but it's uh, as, as important as any other race for, for anybody, you know? Well, you, you hit on something there that is a good perspective, I think, and that is it pays the same. Uh, you know, maybe who knows from a purse perspective, but from a points perspective, uh, you know, it, it pays the same. And, you know, uh, you know, when you, when you look back at just a couple of years ago, even from the cup side of things to where we did two road course races out of 36 races. And since the charter era has come upon us, you know, the, the tradition, you know, the, the, the road course ringers aren't as uh, pivotal as they, as they once were. And, you know, same thing like with, with kind of how you, you use that with the, the truck race analogy there is, you know, it's, it's, it's going to pay points and, and that's what you got to do and, and go out there and, you know, treat it just like any other race. That that's a great perspective. I love that there. Um, all right, man, talk about it, man. Uh, talk about the run, talk about what in the world happened there with Matty D. You know, it's funny. I've had, I've had a few days to kind of reflect on it, but you know, I still, and, and I've tried to come up with some kind of witty uh, comment on it, you know, but everybody else on Twitter's done a good enough job. I've been enjoying <laughs> some of the memes and everything out there. 
and you know, it, it's funny. Um, you know, when everything was happening, it wasn't that funny. Right. You know what I, I mean, bet. it wasn't. <laughs> you know, it was. It was. It was definitely confusing. <laughs> well, you know, it's it, it it's funny because you know we we went down in the corner and and um, you know the contact we made was really normal contact. I mean, it was. Uh, that's kind of how the dirt racing was going anyway, and and in general, that's how a slide job goes. You know, you you uh, the guy on the bottom kind of comes up the track. The guy on the outside usually has a pretty good momentum center off the corner, um, and so the contact we made was was fairly normal. You know, I was kind of committing back to throttle. I didn't want to give up any of my speed. Uh, you know, we were three wide going into the corner, uh, so you know I knew he was he had had the position, but um, you can only give up so much and. And like I said, the contact that we made, you know, uh, it wasn't enough to turn him around even. You know, I don't even think he got out of shape. That was the that was the funny thing. And and I really didn't realize it, you know, how subtle the the uh, contact was until I watched the replay. But um, the one funny thing was, you know, we made a little contact. And, um, of course, you know, my spotter is still spotting and and uh, he's he's hyping me up and whatnot. And we're coming out for you. He's like, yeah, push him, push him. You know what I mean? Uh you know, stay in the throttle, yeah, you know, you can't yeah. give anything up. Right. It's, uh, um, you know, that race is very much, uh, you know, you can't, you can't take, uh, any of your speed. It's all about momentum. So you can't give, you can, you can't give much up. Right. So, uh, smart was telling me, push and push them. That's why I got on the rail. I'm like, I'm stuck. Like we're, <laughs> this ain't good, you know? And, and, um, you know, therefore we went down the, the entire front stretch and, um, of course, you know, we were getting passed on the outside and inside. And um, one of the, the crazy things was, um, you know, normally you feel everything going on with your truck. Um, you can feel all four uh, corners of the truck and, um, you know, know what's going on. Well, I could feel eight tires, you know. I, I, I knew when, you know, uh, when the Benedetta was um, getting getting on the brakes, trying to slow down. So I was trying to do the opposite, you know, when he was, when he was turning right, I was turning left and I was on the brakes when he was on the throttle. And so, um, um, when we finally got to three, I think that's when we both realized like this ain't going to work out. You know, we were, we were headed up towards the outside wall and, um, that's when he finally was like, all right, he got on the brakes. I got on the brakes and, and, um, like I said, maybe it was good practice if me and him ever want to go chain racing. Um, you know, at least now we kind of know what not to do. Um, I'm sure if we got a little bit more practice, we, we, we could probably make a pretty good chain race team, but, um, not, not in that race. We weren't, we weren't, we were, we were doing the opposite of each other. And, and, um, then, you know, of course, when, when we got parked there, um, it was this weird, um, empty feeling of hopelessness, um, confusion, um, I mean, I got in the radio and I, you know, all I could say was I have never in my life seen anything like this. And, um, I don't think anyone so, else did either as either. Right. <laughs> and, and I didn't realize how ridiculous it looked until I saw the replay. When I saw the replay, then that's when I realized, Oh, this thing's kind of taken off. It was, it was, um, you know, people enjoyed it way, way more than I thought they would. And, and, um, of course when we got unhooked and, and the fans kind of went wild there and, um, yeah, it was it was such a weird deal, and um, I think one of the, the funnier things was um, I hadn't mentioned this at all, but I had stopped at a gas station on my way home, and and uh, you know of course I'm in I'm in about normal clothes 
you know, I almost don't have any racing anything on. And, um, you know, some guy was in there getting beer and, uh, I went up to the cash register and the guy had asked me, uh, if I had been to the race, um, I don't know if it's cause I was dirty or what, but he asked me if I had been to the race. I said, yeah, I said, it was pretty, pretty entertaining. He was like, yeah, man, you know, it was really cool. Blah, blah. I was like, yeah, did you see those two guys get together and get stuck? And, and we had talked about that for about two minutes. Of course, the cash register guy got into the conversation, whatnot. And, and, uh, so I got to play, I was, I told him, I said, man, I, I felt like I was right there. You know, I had a really good view of it and uh, I've never <laughs> seen anything great. like it. So <laughs> oh, that's hysterical, man. That That's cool. Um, I was, you know, just crazy when you kind of put yourself third person and, and, and kind of just, you know, insert yourself like that. That that's, that's funny. Right. Um, did you, uh, you and Matt, did you guys talk afterwards or anything or? No. So, you know, when, when that whole deal happened, of course I got out of the race car and, and, um, um, that's when, you know, uh, Pac Ross and, you know, a couple other guys came up and, and got to talking to me about it. Of course I was talking to my team and, um, you know, I had mentioned, well, I might go, I might go talk to Matt and, and, um, somebody else said he, he had already, uh, left the truck. So I, I was like, whatever, I, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't feel it was the urgent, um, you know, conversation that needed to happen. You know, I didn't, I obviously he, he had every right to be upset. I was upset, but, um, like I said, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think he's upset with me. Um, you know, I felt like, like I said, I think he's just in, uh, disbelief that something like that could happen. And, 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 you know, and, and it was tough anyway. Right. I mean, you know, we, we, we got unhooked and, and our cars weren't that badly damaged. You know, there's other trucks out there that, that were in worse position than sure. us. Yep. Uh, we had just went five laps down under caution, which, uh, you know, my perspective, I, I was, you know, my big take on it was, you know, if NASCAR is going to do dirt race, let's, let's do a dirt race and, 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 and dirt racing, uh, you know, you don't go laps down under caution, you know, even if you have a tire go down, you get, you know, like a two lap, uh, um, courtesy, courtesy rules. So, you know, there's some things there that, uh, obviously to be upset about, but like I said, I didn't, I didn't go running after him. Cause I, I, uh, I figured he, you know, he was probably, you know, yeah, I, I didn't feel like it was urgent. Fair I, I wasn't mad at anybody. I don't think he was mad at me. It was just, uh, I think if anything, we both just wanted to go home and go to bed. <laughs> right. I, you know, that that's one of those situations where, you know, do it a hundred more times. You, you, you probably couldn't replicate that situation. Like that's one in a, well, you know, one of those just crazy one-off things. And, you know, like you said at the start, you know, you guys got a lot of a TV time. Uh, sponsors got some 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 extra plugs on TV and all that kind of good stuff. You know, so if 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 there was a a, a positive thing to look at and take from this is it's one, it's something no one's ever going to forget if they tuned in and saw it and you know got a like you said got a little extra TV time there. Yeah, and and um, like I said, you know we. We had brought a good uh, truck, and, and AIM Racing's been, you know, we've been building for the past year or two. And, um, you know, with Ryan Solomon, uh, the, the engineering group we have there now, and, and um, of course, uh, AIM Technical Solutions and their support for us and Good Techs. And, um, you know, we've, we've been building a team and trying to find uh, a, a lot of speed in our trucks. And and um, so, you know, like I said, we, had, we were having a good run going, so... Um, like I said, after, you know, three races with that being the third one, three races that really just hadn't gone our way. Um, you know, Coda, we felt like we had good speed and, and, um, you know, we couldn't, 
couldn't keep from we couldn't stay out of trouble so um you know we kind of take the takeaway for us was really you know we have a good program we just got to get things straight and and um you know if we can get uh a little bit of something going our way you know we'll start having those finishes so um that's kind of that's kind of the way it's been i think i think the favorite saying we've mentioned it a few times favorite saying right now of course my crew chief came came up with it but um, you know, if it was raining cats, we'd be getting hit by wiener dogs right now. So <laughs> nice. Uh, well, listen, man, a uh, couple off weeks and then are headed to Darlington. A uh, couple top 15s there uh, already for you there. Um, you know, what uh, What are you going to do to get ready? Uh, you know, from a nostalgia standpoint, how cool is it to go run the trucks at Darlington? It's awesome. And and you know it's it's weird to think well this would be our fifth time there and we've only been going there for two years right we it was um it's really cool the the last couple of years to get to go there twice get to know the track um you know the biggest thing i think to prepare for this this go round is is realizing we have practice and qualifying uh that's something we haven't experienced there and yeah um you know we've just been working on the cars and then um you know showing up hoping we had had the you know right decisions heading into the race. So, um, you know, I, I feel like we got a good truck for Darlington. Um, we're just kind of trying to weigh out our plans for practice and qualifying. And, and um, I think we'll be one of the first ones out. So I'm really going to have to do my homework and um, see if I can um, get us a good qualifying lap because uh, that place is important for, for track position. It's um, if you don't get, if you don't get your passes done in the first two laps, <laughs> Right. Your tires yeah. start to fall off. Yep. And it becomes more of a race against yourself in the racetrack. So uh, qualifying is super important, and um, I feel confident. I mean, that place is probably one of the most unique racetracks um, any of the three series go to nowadays. Uh, like you said, the history there is, you know, you feel the history. You know, Bristol, we, we've been going to Bristol for, for a long time, and, um, you know, it's still, it's still, you know, the racetrack's smooth. Uh, you know, everything's clean. The race, you know, there's, there's the new, uh, uh, what do they call that thing? The TV screen that hangs, oh, yeah. yep. what do they call that thing? Goliath, the, that's uh, bad. I, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not doing them any favors, but, um, but you know, you show up to Darlington, it feels like, uh, it feels the same as it has always almost. Right. Sure. And, uh, yep. of course, you know, rolling up to, it's a, it's a really cool place. Uh, if down to the way the walls are painted and then how the walls look after the race. So, um, just a super unique racetrack and, and, um, definitely a fun place for us to go. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, last one for you. Tell everyone about your sponsors and, uh, where they can keep up with you on social media. You can keep up with me, um, on Twitter, pretty much all uh, social media platforms at Austin W self. And then, uh, of course, you know, we got go Texan Airbox. Uh, AM Technical Solutions, uh, Seaforce Water, uh, my wife that's pregnant. Um, <laughs> what else? She's sitting next to me. She's sitting next to me now. Flying Circle. Um, but yeah, AM Racing, Awesome Myself 22 Truck. I love it, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I really enjoyed the conversation and uh, look forward to getting you on down the road and uh congrats on the baby and best of luck to you the rest of 2022 man yeah i appreciate it. hopefully yeah next time we can talk about you know something that's more fun for me yes absolutely no i'm kidding it, it it's fun it's been it's been a fun conversation it's been a fun conversation uh 
without anything else, you know, if we're not going to have good runs, at least we have something to talk about. So Absolutely. I appreciate having me on. Absolutely. All right. Lab Traffic Nation. Huge thanks to Austin Wade Cell for calling the show. Best of luck, man. Talk to you soon. Take care. Stay safe. Perfect. Thank thanks, you. Thanks, man. We'll see ya. Cool. See you later. Lab Traffic Nation. Man, Austin Wayne Self. Great interview there. Really enjoyed that one. All right. That is going to do it for episode 276 of the Lab Traffic Podcast. Uh, make sure you check out the website, thelabtrafficpodcast.com. Twitter, at Lab Traffic PC. Don't forget about the giveaway. Huge thanks to William Byron, Chase Purdy, Austin Wayne Self, Brian Newdorf, and Tom for calling into the show tonight. I think I've got something lined up for next week. Don't get caught chasing the lucky dog. Tune in each and every week to the Lab Traffic Podcast. See ya.